This podcast is a proud member of the Paranormality Podcast Network. Good evening and welcome to Stories of Strangeness, episode 18. I am your host, Mike, and this is your other host, Zoe. Hello. Hello. Hi. All right. You all right? Yeah. Also, good morning if it's morning where you are. Yeah, hello. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, goodbye, whatever. Good day. Yeah. This week is a Zoe week and take it away. Most people know the story of Jack the Ripper to some degree, the serial killer that held London in his grip in the latter part of the 19th century. More often than not, this Jack overshadows the Jack that I want to talk about. In 1837, we, the British public, were introduced to Spring-Heeled Jack, and he would soon become the stuff of legend. Jack stalked the streets of London, but there are reports from the Midlands, Northamptonshire, Brighton, East Anglia, and as far north as Scotland. The question became, not who was Springheeled Jack, but what was Springheeled Jack? Described as a tall, thin gentleman, almost seven feet tall, a demon made flesh with a terrifying face, eyes that glowed red, claw-like fingers as sharp as razors. He was able to spit flames of blue and white, had a goatee beard, pointed ears and horns. And the reason behind his name? He was able to jump walls and buildings no average human could. In October 1837, a servant girl named Mary Stevens had been visiting her parents in Battersea. On her way to Lavender Hill, where she lived and worked, she would pass through Clapham Common, and it was here that she was accosted by a terrifying man. He leapt from the shadows and held her while he kissed her face and ripped at her clothes with his claw-like hands. She is quoted as saying, his hands were cold and clammy as those of a corpse. She screamed and attracted the attention of the local residents, scaring the attacker away. The following day, the same character is said to have run in front of a carriage, causing it to crash and injure the coachman. The perpetrator is said to have escaped by jumping a nine-foot wall. In January of 1838, Sir John Cowan was the Mayor of London. He received a letter signed, a resident of Peckham. They wrote, It appears that some individuals of, as the writer believes, the highest ranks of life, have laid a wager with a mischievous and foolhardy companion that he does not take upon himself the task of visiting many of the villages near London in three different guises, a ghost, a bear, and a devil. And moreover, that he will not enter a gentleman's garden for the pursuit of alarming the inmates of the house. The wager has, however, been accepted, and the unmanly villain has succeeded in depraving seven ladies of their senses, two of whom are not likely to recover, but to become a burden to their families. At one house, the man rang the bell, and on the servant coming to open the door, this worse-than-brute stood in no less dreadful figure 
and a spectre clad most perfectly. The consequence was that the poor girl immediately swooned and has never from that moment been in her senses. The affair has now been going on for some time and, strange to say, the papers are still silent on the subject. The writer has reason to believe that they have the whole story at their finger ends but, through interested motives, are induced to remain silent. The mayor looked into these claims and found them to be true, with it being confirmed that servant girls about Kensington, Hammersmith and Ealing tell dreadful stories of this ghost or devil. In January alone, a barmaid named Polly Adams was attacked while walking across Blackheath in South London. A servant girl named Mary Stevens had been terrified on Barnes Common, and in Clapham a woman had been assaulted in the churchyard. Following articles in the national paper, the mayor was inundated with letters detailing similar experiences. Young women frightened to fits, some wounded by claw-like hands, there were rumours that people had actually died of fright. The people of London soon feared to walk the street at night for fear of meeting him, and people revelled in the telling of terrifying tales. The mayor himself was unsure of the situation, but it was not one that could be easily ignored, not when people continued to be attacked. Two of the best-known stories, possibly because they were well-documented, are that of Jane Allsop and Lucy Scales. On the 19th of February, 1838, Jane Allsop answered the door of her family home. The man at the door requested that she bring a light to a nearby lane as they had caught Springheel Jack. The man claimed to be a policeman, so she obliged and brought a candle out to him. However, as she handed it to him, he threw off his cloak, revealing a hideous and frightful appearance. He grabbed hold of her and clawed at her dress. She screamed for help and ran back to her house, but he caught up with her, slashing at her arms and neck. Luckily, one of her sisters had heard her screams and came to her aid, scaring the assailant away. When later questioned, she claimed his eyes were red with fire and that he spewed blue and white flames from his mouth. He wore a large helmet and an outfit of white oilskin. She also said that his claws were made of some metallic substance. The attack on Lucy Scales happened nine days after that of Jane Orsop, on the 28th of February, 1838. Lucy and her sister had been visiting her brother, who was a butcher living in the respectable area of Limehouse. It was recorded in her statement that she and her sister made their way home by passing through Green Dragon Alley, and in that alley was a man in a large cloak. The man was standing at an angle, and as they walked past him, with her in front of her sister, he turned and spurted a quantity of blue flame into her face. The brightness was such that she was blinded and she fell to the floor in a fit of seizure which lasted several hours. As the alley was so close to his house, Lucy's brother had heard the screams of his sister and ran to their aid. Once Lucy was safe, he questioned his other sister. She described the man as tall and gentlemanly with a large cloak. He carried a small lamp not dissimilar to the ones used by policemen of the time. Although the police followed many leads, ultimately all those questioned were set free. No one was ever convicted of the crimes. There were people accused, and there was even an account of a man who actually claimed to be Springheeled Jack. Shortly after the attack on Jane Allsop, Thomas Milbank boasted to the regulars of the Morgan's Arms pub that he was the phantom assailant plaguing the people of London. He was arrested and tried, 
for he seemed to fit the profile and wore white overalls and a large cloak. But in the end, he was not convicted because Jane Alsop was adamant that her attacker could breathe fire, something Milbank was unable to do. The fame and story of Springheel Jack spread. The long-legged demon who could jump buildings as easily as we climb stairs, who breathed fire and had claws of steel, became the local boogeyman. It became difficult to sort fact from fiction as he appeared in theatres, plays sprung up, and he was continually mentioned in the newspapers and penny dreadfuls. So his true identity, be it human or otherwise, are lost to the streets of London. Hey guys, this is Eric and Jessica Carrier, the hosts of the Prairieland Paranormal Podcast. If you're looking for a show that explores all things paranormal, with dramatic storytelling, historical research, relevant science, and witness accounts, check out our show online at www.prairielandparanormalpodcast.com or through your favorite podcast player. What do you reckon? Well, I've been fascinated with Spring Hill Jack for years, so it's an interesting one, definitely. Yeah. When so I you, first heard of him, I thought his name was Spring Hill Jack, and he was no, from a place called Spring, Spring Hill. Hill. And no, I was thinking, Spring oh, is it like... But then I was yeah. like, oh, Spring Hill. Oh, he can jump. Yeah, because he could jump like seven to ten feet in the air kind yeah. of thing, which is insane. I remember seeing illustrations of him where he has a cloak, and it's you, you kind of mentioned it a couple of times. And in all the illustrations, he's generally got a cloak that's kind of bat-wing Almost shaped. bat-like. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's like a Batman. And he has that kind of yeah. weird kind of cowl kind of hood thing and like little pointy devilly horns and a little yeah. goatee. And it's quite theatrical. But yeah, it's it's an odd story because so there's several accounts that all kind of seem to tally up. Yeah, it's weird, weird though because there were so many and they were quite, there was quite a lot of different things Mm-hmm. with a few kind of interweaving kind of similarities. But some of them, like the guy that grabbed the girl on the heath, one of the first ones, yeah. I'm like, his hands were cold and clammy like that of a corpse. It was October. On a it, heath. On a heath. I'm sorry, <laughs> but, you know, if your hands are not cold, that's when I'd start worrying. It's like, where have you had them? Yes, he was an unusually wet man. However, it was raining at the time, so I can't be certain. Yes, I think he was some kind of mer person. He was soaking wet. <laughs> it was raining at the time, but... <laughs> no more Prince of the Sea. One of the other things I really loved about it was just the Victorian... I always loved the Victorian language. Not the Victorian language, it's English, obviously, but the way the Victorians used language to say things like inmates of the house... Yeah, like it's they're. Like, be fair, right, we are okay. we are inmates of the house right yeah, now, aren't well, we? Well, we are. Yeah, we um, are inmates of but, this house because we're not allowed to bloody leave. But but, to, yeah. Um, it's, and then what was the other thing? It was not long after that. We've got the the girl immediately swooned and has never from that moment been in her senses. That was it, being in yeah. her senses. Like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I've, uh, do you know what? It's been so busy. I haven't been in my senses all week. Quite a few of the stories, women. Like, which they literally opened the door and he kind of just went boo yeah. at them. And I'm thinking, what kind of frail, little, fragile creatures 
were they to then swoon? But well, then it just yeah. made me think, well, that's how repressed women were back then. Yeah. They couldn't do anything or go anywhere, so they didn't really you see. Know, it wouldn't occur to them to try and defend themselves in any way particularly. And... My goodness, no. But even if they did try to, it's not like you know they were going down the gym to even attempt it or would know how to. Exactly, because yeah. their entire life they're just told that they're so delicate and... Passive. Yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously there were, you know, there were women that, stuck up for us and yeah absolutely moved and us on and all suffragette that movement and but generally they were all it seemed like he had not standards because right. like the people he seemed to attack on doorsteps he always seemed to choose like well-to-do houses to knock on the door right so yeah sometimes it was a servant girl that answered but occasionally it was the daughter of the house yeah yeah, he, he didn't seem to go round to hovels and knock no, on the door. It was always like well-to-do houses. He wasn't banging on the door of prostitutes in the East End or anything. No, so I think like, Unlike you know, Jack the, Ripper. Uh, Jack the Ripper kind of took up that mantle. And some of it, I feel like maybe there were some men out there that just thought, you know what, I'm going to have a go and it, it'll be put under that spring-heeled Jack kind of thingy. And it was just them going out and seeing if they could try their they luck. They get away with something, yeah. But yeah, I find that whole kind of, yes, and he just, jumped over a nine foot wall all i can think of is it like did he literally you get this picture of him just kind of boing did he actually jump and scramble was he super was he like a not a circus acrobat but someone right. who is trained to do those kind to of those kind of tumbles like gym, gymnastic style real kind of it would have been bizarre yeah not something people knew a huge amount about so basically what we're saying he was a parkour pervert that's it, spring heel Jack. That is on. That is going on a t-shirt, love. Spring heel Jack, the parkour, parkour pervert, <laughs> with like some Wolverine style claws. claws. Yeah, amazing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, some say, oh, he jumped over this, and it was like you know seven foot nine foot, and you think, well, okay, there are people that can kind of yeah. jump, leap and pull themselves over that height. But it's kind of implied that actually he kind of just leapt or stepped. Yeah. But then I mean, some even, people are even like... Even people that are really... There was there was a video I was watching of a kid in the States who could jump literally over cars as they drove underneath him and stuff like that. That's and, mental. You know, he could clear entire streets and just things like that. And I'll see if I can jump over you. Do you know what he'd been doing? He watched um, Back to the Future when he was on the skateboard and like skate and yeah. then jumped over him like that. Yeah. Yeah, but even even that kid wasn't able to kind of... He, I don't think he could jump seven feet up in the oh air and clear God. it. I don't personally know what the, the record is for high jump at the moment. World high jump record. 2.54 metres, eight feet and a quarter of an inch, set in 1993 but is the record for the men's high jump. But that will have with, been with done a stick. with... That's running high jump. So running and then back flipping over. Yeah, the Fosbury flop. The Fosbury Oh, yeah. yeah. I think I managed maybe about 60 centimetres when I was at school, but I yeah. was only like one metre 20. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing pretty well then, really. I couldn't do the Fosbury flop, or, or not very well. I tended to do the... There was another word for it. Where Hungarian you kind of... dismount? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was it. I think I, I mine was more of a cannonball. You you did the cannonball. <laughs> the can, it was like literally I just kind of ran kind of sideways and just kind of flung myself on. But I was short and fat. I mean, back then I was even worse. Oh, there you go. But it would have been more 
a cannonball. Yeah. But, okay, so two metres, but still, you'd need a really good run-up, some pretty good shoes, and you're going over basically headfirst and backwards. Yeah. Oh, That's yeah. not you, the sort of thing you, you want, want to do something over something soft a... the other side <laughs> like, of this thing. It's yeah. like, did they actually look over the wall? Did they, would they just have seen him like... But the thing all, is, like, it's mashed like... mashed up in a bush. If you watch like Jackie Chan movies and stuff, there's stuff where he'll like jump put one foot on a wall and then use that to push Kick up back. and get over yeah. a fence or a gate or something like that. That kind of thing is entirely possible. And to mm. people in the Victorian era, that would have looked almost impossible like magic. You know? yeah. So it could be that it was somebody that was capable of doing kind of circus tumbles. Yeah. But this is the thing you see, when you witness something like that, with so much going on, someone's been attacked, you're looking at the attacker, you're not going to take in every single detail of how the attacker went over the wall. No, it's just... You're just going to see it, he went over the wall. Like blink and mystic kind yeah. of thing, you know. But then there are other things like, oh, we that they saw him like dancing along rooftops and jumping into the street and from the street into rooftops. And I'm like... Yeah. Were these people drunk? No, I think like, I think a lot of it was just embellishment, to be honest yeah. with you. I think a lot of people... I think that's what the know, problem was. It got to a point where there were so many stories yeah. that you couldn't tell the stories from the actual fact from fiction yeah it was yeah. very very difficult because to the point where they replaced the the devil in the punch and judy shows with spring hill with jack. spring hill wow jack. okay huh. so that's like a really big like i mean if the guy was ever found or like discovered it is like he would be i mean he's notorious now mm. but like so so famous yeah like his madness, the stuff that he kind of got away with and supposedly did. And because I was thinking like other things with regards to like that whole kind of, and I don't want to say he was like a circus person, but mm. like spewing flames. If he was carrying yeah. a lamp with him, it could have been for breather. fire breathing. That's a distraction while people are terrified by a flame. He yeah. either knows ways out of an alleyway that other people don't, or he, like you say, he just kind of pounced off the wall and jumped over the fence. Yeah. And then in the minds of the people back then who weren't used to movies and TV shows showing Special you know, amazing things, yeah. Yeah. It gets embellished into a I mean a to man be fair, if I was walking down the street and some bloke turned around and just breathed blue and white fire out at me, yeah. I'd be like are you a probably, dragon in disguise? You probably just like look for a hat on the floor and try and throw a copper or two into it now. Yeah, or I'd be like, "Oi, watch out for me, yeah." We're so desensitized. <laughs> it is like we're so jaded, aren't we? Yeah. Um, like literally, if a pervert was knocking on people's doors and going "boo" these days, he'd get beaten within a week. He of would, depending on. Out, I mean, to be up. fair, some of those areas of London, yes. Okay, so when it said that he has to go and visit villages around London, you've got to think that back then, mm. what we now think of is part of London yeah. was villages around London. Yeah, yeah. So when it's giving well, those yeah. names, they were still considered to be kind of like outer suburbs yeah. and like sort of more separate from the, the, from the main hub. London proper yeah. kind of thing. Whereas London now has expanded. Mm. Rather than saying, oh, that area is not so nice... Yeah. It would have been its own separate entity with nice areas and not so nice areas. Mm -hmm. I think it's like all places, isn't it? You go, oh, that's a really lovely place, but it's going to have like the scabby areas, Yeah, you know? Yeah. But he did seem to kind of mix it up a bit because, like I said, he was hanging around on heaths and commons yeah. and... Tearing off tights with his teeth. <laughs> he, he didn't get much sleep either, did he? Because yeah, no, no, no. he, he was all hanging around at night. Although some of this stuff sleep. did happen during the day as well. 
Like yeah. some of it was kind of daytime-ish, but mostly I think it mostly. was evenings and yeah. nights. Um, well, but, if he's carrying a lamp around, he's not going to be doing that during the day generally, is he? Mm. But what, what did you think to the guy who said it was him? And and then he couldn't get convicted because he couldn't, couldn't breathe, breathe fire, fire, which, which I was is, like, yeah. bless her for standing her. Like, Can you imagine like just doing it for the attention and then you get off scot-free anyway because you can't madness, breathe Madness, isn't it? The thing is, though, what would have happened to him if he had been found guilty? Or if it had burped and a spark come out. <gasps> Just like burped <laughs> and like some flour. That was white fire, it was. No. <laughs> you used one of those, you know, those cigarettes we used to get when we were kids? Oh, the, like the sweet ones. ones. No, the ones that had like the little bits of like, you used to make them like roll up a bit of paper and put some like flour or icing sugar in. And you go. <laughs> no. The only ones we got were candy cigarettes, which were the chocolate, chocolate inside, yeah. but they looked. They had paper out. What? What? Who thought of that? Well, because let's when, train children to eat cigarettes. Well, who do you think? <laughs> it would be the, It'd be the, the cigarette companies, companies would I be don't like. Know. They were like, if we make them think that it makes them look cool, yeah, then they'll carry on doing it when they're a bit older. Instead of buying the sweets, they'll buy the real thing, which are like stupidly expensive. Yeah, so it's it's kind of a it's an interesting one if you put all of the different little things together because some people said he just looked like a normal gentleman, slightly on the tall side, slight mm. with a big coat. Other people were like, oh, my God, he lo- literally looked like a beast, like the devil. Yeah. Some people were more like, oh, yes, he's got that little goatee and little horns and he's yeah. like, you know, leaping around all like doing a jig. So I'm thinking, were there a few people kicking around at the time and they all got kind of tarred with the same brush, hmm. blocked or in together? Or copycats, you don't know. Well, this is people. it. Like taking advantage of the kind of mayhem and yeah. thinking, well, if they Again, catch like him, so. they can put what I did under his name and I'll get away with it. Yeah. But it was it, so randomly. Yeah. That was 1837 was the year that Queen Victoria was crowned. Right. And also the same year that Hans Christian Andersen published his first book of fairy tales. Wow. Which, thinking about it all like that, I'm like, yeah, oh, that's, that's really weird, isn't it? Kind of a weird parallel I mean, there. So it was we, literally the beginning of the Victorian era It was then. That, that year. So it's not a particularly nice thing to have going on. No. On the first day. of that spring-heeled bugger. Is that what she sounded like? We are not amused. Did she actually say that? I think so, yeah. But I don't know, maybe not in that kind of, maybe not that much. Probably not. She I feel like, like said it twice, maybe. Kind of like that sort of that kind of Victor Meldrew kind of, I do believe it. Yeah. Kind of, I am not amused. I am not, not amused. Because also she wasn't always old. No. So, you know. Yeah. She would have started off quite young going, oi. As you can imagine, he's not amused, quite a stern baby as well. Kind of looked a bit like Churchill. at everything. Even though he wasn't around. Yeah. So, yes, that was Spring-Heeled Jack. Awesome. I enjoyed that. Thanks. So, have we got any shout-outs to do today? Yes. Okay, would you like to shout them out? In That was my impression of a man falling into a crevasse. Um, I thought you were going to say cravat then. A man falling, <laughs> a man into, a falling into a cravat. Ah, look how snazzy I look. Yeah, I've forgotten everything I know. Okay, you were going to tell us if we've got any special thank yous to say. We have. So we've had a new comment on Podbean. Seems to be quite popular for us at the minute. This is the third comment we've had. And I particularly like this one. This is Alecto. And Alecto says, I'm going to say a thing. 
and a lot of people may disagree and even hate me for it, but I'm going to say it anyway. I am enjoying this show more than the last podcast on the left, and that's saying something. Which I've replied and said that's pretty high praise. Thank you very much. That is really high praise. Thank you. The last podcast on the left has been out a A while. uh, Yeah, a long time now. But I guess, you know, some people prefer our style of doing things. What, madness and mayhem? (laughs) Pretty much, yeah. Have we got any other thank yous? We have, well, just to mention, we now have a channel on YouTube. Oh, yes, Um, we do. Unfortunately, I can't tell you the URL for it because it's just a random bunch of characters after the YouTube.com. So... Search for Stories of Strangeness. You should find one of our videos. Zoe tried I it earlier and found I think the Black Shook one comes up first, and if you click on that, you can find other ones from yep. us. We've had a first comment. Somebody mentioned that our Tesla episode, which was episode two of the podcast, was a good resource for them learning for a thing about Tesla they were going to write. So cool. Glad you enjoyed it. Keep watching. You might learn more stuff. What do they actually see on the screen if they watch YouTube? Is it just our picture? No. When, when you watch one of our episodes... Yeah. You get our logo to begin with, yeah, and then the art that we've done for that episode, yeah. If we've done art for that episode, which <laughs> the early ones we have mostly, and then at the outro, you just get a little placard with our logo again, our website, and the oh, Paranormality cute. Network's website as well. Well done, love. Thanks. Did so the good. first five episodes are up. More will be coming. As I drip so it's just another through. way, really, for people to listen to us. Yeah, pretty much. I, I, you don't want to watch us, to be fair. I think people do, though. Neither of us are TV friendly. <laughs> I have a face for radio. I look like an upside down dog or something. No, sweetheart. You look like a hairy potato. A hairy potato. Fine. Fine. It's all right. I love potatoes. I look like the only Wookiee with male pattern baldness. Yes, you do. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, you could be a bald Ewok with a beard. Bald Ewok with a beard. You've got the little ears and and like quite small nose of an Ewok and the little lips. Oh, thanks. So I'm more of a teddy bear than a growling grizzly. A giant Ewok, okay? A giant (laughs) rabid Ewok. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. What are you saying? I can't remember. We were doing thank yous. I can't remember who else we've got to thank. I don't think anybody. Okay. So have we done all of our thank yous? I think so. Have we got a fun fact today? So, slightly in keeping with what we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. the British royal family was named after Windsor Castle. You'd think Windsor Castle was named after the House of Windsor, but it's the other way around. The royal family changed its name from Saxburg Gotha in 1917, so it would sound less German, and chose Windsor because they had ties with the English town. I think I might have known that. Not the, their original name, but I knew that they'd changed their name. Saxburg Gotha. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. I quite like it. Yeah. So if you have enjoyed this episode, you can rate us or review us at iTunes or through your favourite podcast app. We have access to most of them. But iTunes is the place where it's going to help us grow the show the most. So if you do have an iTunes account, that would be awesome. Thank you so much. If you would like to send us your own scary story or 
just a strange story, I guess, you can send it to our email address, which is storiesofstrangeness at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook where we have a page and a group. Facebook.com slash stories of strangeness. We are also on Instagram at stories of strangeness. And as we mentioned before, we now have a YouTube channel. You're going to have to search for us for at the minute. There'll be a link in the show notes. Yeah, just search Stories of Strangeness. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter. At So Strange Pod. And we do have a website where you can find all of this information out. And it's, it's pretty obvious, isn't it, the website? It is storiesofstrangeness.com. Yeah. There we go. On the website, you can find our episodes. You can listen to our episodes. You can sign up for email updates, which I send out every couple of weeks or so, just to let you know what we're doing and what we're up to. And it's and got links to all of the resources we've used to research. Yeah, I've started putting up show notes on the website as blogs, so you can find those there. Oh, that's nice. Cool. That's good. Well, and I've updated the gallery as well, so there's more images on there. Every episode we are supposed to do shush i know i'm terrible illustration i'm only one off being complete i'm about four behind yep you are i'm um, busy love i'm busy i'm learning i'm at school again yes you are <laughs> yes homeschooling stay strong oh my goodness i've Actually, done none of it and it's all awful someone did make a, a good point <laughs> homeschooling is a choice that you make. We are not homeschooling. We are emergency educating. So we just need to give ourselves a break. I love the idea of emergency education. Quick! Give him 20 cc's of Shakespeare and sonnets. Stat! Oh, God, don't mention Shakespeare to me. <laughs> so that leads nicely on to our lack of images. Yeah. We also have a Redbubble account. Yep. Uh, if you search for Zoe and Mike, all one word. Yep. You will find us, and there are almost all the illustrations for all of the episodes we've done. Yep, the latest one that went up today was for the Philadelphia Experiment episode, which is the last one before this. I think I've still got Mary Shelley and the Hairy Hands and this one to do now, but I know that this one is going to be <laughs> Spring Heel Jack, yep. Parkour Pervert. Parkour Pervert. Um, but yes, Redbubble is there for you to peruse. Yeah. Link in the show notes. Lovely. Thanks. And lastly, if you think we need help, which we need help. it's quite obvious that we do, you can help us by signing up to Patreon. Yep. And what is the address they have to? Patreon.com slash stories of strangeness, I think. I would it's have to double check that. But again, link in the show link notes. Link in the show notes on the um, website. On the website and, and all the rest of it. We have two tiers at the moment, I yep. believe. The first tier is a dollar. I believe so, yeah. And, and it's it just is a just a support show. to say thank you. And we totally appreciate that everyone is in all kinds of different boats at the moment when it comes to income. Sure. And that is just a thank you, really, isn't it? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a shout we'll out. We'll give you a shout out on the show we appreciate if you leave your name. It. The second tier will get you access to our mini-sodes. Yep. It will also give you access to our outtakes, of which, which there are plenty. Lots. And also our... Well, those things called with a drawing. Oh, for God's sake, every time. <laughs> time-lapse art. So uh, anything we do in Procreate, we will show you the time-lapse videos of us drawing. A few have gone up already. And you'll realise just how mad and messy I am when yeah. I draw. If you decide to support us, we heartily appreciate it. 
and we'll thank you personally. Yeah. And if you can't afford to support us, that's cool too. You can just, you know. Leave us a review. That leave us a review. Us too. You can tell your friends about the show who you think might be interested. So I think we've come to the end of this particular episode. I think episode. I just need a little, not, I was going to say a little sit down. I've been sitting down now for what, two hours? So he's gagging to eat the rest of a chocolate bar. I really am, he's sitting there. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we'd better sign off I'm before not, she goes crackers. That sounds terrible. Cider and chocolate. That's fair enough. <laughs> All right, get out of my house. Bye. Love you.